Are you looking for the perfect bracelet for a loved one? Would your man be interested in a personalized keyring from his children? Are you looking for the best priced jewelry, whether it be a necklace, ring, earrings, bangle, or even more? Look no further than Crafted Arts. Crafted Arts is a local business based in Barry within the Vale of Morgan, and they have a range of all the perfect items you need. If it's for the perfect gift for an anniversary, or maybe it's for someone's birthday, maybe something for Christmas, or you wanted to give someone that perfect gift that will last a long time, Crafted Arts is the business for you. If you want to know more or see what they have in stock, then you can visit them locally at 29 High Street, Barry, Villag Morgan, CF627EB. Or you can go onto their website at www.craftedarts.co.uk. You can even email them at info at craftedarts.co.uk or maybe just give them a call at 07789942248. Trust me, it's worth it for the perfect gift. The best thing about Creative Space is that we don't just want to encourage people in being creative in TV, film, or even theater. We also want you to be creative in a variety of other things as well. So do you want to have experience in making jewelry? Do you want to pick up a hobby, but do not know what to take or where to start, then look no further than the Veil Jewelry Workshops. Veil Jewelry Workshops provides the best experience in teaching you how to make the best sterling silver jewelry. They will help you make a range of silverware, including rings, bracelets, and many more pieces. You will learn the basic silversmith skills, such as soldering, texturing, shaping, and lots more. Not only do the workshops provide the experience for adults, it also provides the best experience and fun for children as well. So if you want to learn on how to make sterling silver jewelry, and if you're very interested, go onto their website at www.veildewerryworkshops.co.uk or get in touch with them via email at info at veildewerryworkshops.co.uk or even phone them at 077897942 Hey guys, how's it going? And guess what? My name is Reese Deans of Creative Space Podcast and I am your host truly, of course. And that's not the guess what part. The guess what part is that it's October. Yes, we have come into October. And what features in October time? That's right, Halloween. And when it's Halloween, we always have horror movies. Horror movies and horror television shows, we have it all. So I figured, you know, I should try and get maybe one or two podcast episodes to have the theme of Halloween, the theme of horror or whoever, you know, to come on the show and talk about their projects in the horror movie genre. And the first one that I've done is Naomi Grossman. Now, Naomi Grossman, she is the woman behind the character Pepper in American Horror Story. And she was just a sweetheart i i loved her and i loved talking to her she was just full of energy and of course we couldn't mention american horror story uh, as it is because of the sag after and the wga strikes are going on in hollywood so we had to improvise and mention a few people here and there including jessica land ryan murphy and uh, uh, james cromwell but guys without further ado let's get into it it's me and naomi grossman on creative space podcast Naomi Grossman on my podcast today. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. It's nine o'clock here in in Wales and it's just the sun is about setting down and it's all sunny in on the Pacific side of America. So uh, mm. <laughs> and it's going to rain in a couple of days. So I'm crying inside. No. <laughs> so, I mean, how... I gotta ask. I mean, I know we talked about this before I press recording. Um, let's address the elephant in the room: the the SAG after strikes, the Writers Guild, uh, America strikes. Now, for you as an as an artist, um, how important is it for our audience? Because I think you are the first person, and these are pre-recorded, by the way. You are the first person that I'm asking about the strikes. Um, mm. you know, so what is it like for you as an artist, as a performer? How important are these strikes and what is the the goal here, in your opinion? I mean, I think it's 
really important when you think about what's at hand. Um, I mean, the landscape has totally changed. Uh, you know, streaming has changed everything in the way we consume television, uh, uh, work for television, um, uh, are paid for television. Um, you know, once upon a time, we would get residuals every time, you know, our episode aired, we'd get a check. Well, now people are binging. So there's no, there's no record of like what they're watching. And so we get paid like a fraction of what we used to be paid. In the meantime, these streaming services are being paid, are getting paid. I mean, it's, it's insane. So, um, you know, I, I can't go on here and tell people don't, you know, everybody cancel your, you know, XYZ sub subscription. Obviously I'm not going to do that. I want to work for XYZ. Right. But at the same time, I mean, that's what we really need. We really need like actors to get to and writers for that matter to get together and just create our own streaming service. Yeah. Um, so that um so that well, I don't know. That that's never gonna happen. So I don't know what I'm saying. But um the point is we uh it's 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 just become incredibly unfair. Like the mm. the 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 monoliths you know are just getting richer and richer and then there's the people that are actually making the content you know what here this is a better way to think about it when i put a little clip on youtube okay of my work um i'm automatically flagged you don't own this this is you know fx or this is hulu or whatever right um they immediately flag it as uh uh you're trying to monetize this and you can't do that without, you know, paying us a piece. It's no different. Like, we're just saying you got to pay. Like you, you know, you, you have no problem using our content. You got to pay for it. Um, and, you know, the fact is these old contracts that we, you know, worked under once upon a time under the pre-streaming, you know, residual model um we're fine but now that the game is totally changed it's it's not fine um it's uh, so that's all we're just asking for honestly like equity and f fair wages never mind um protection against ai which is a whole nother thing which is actually quite scary i mean as much as like you know i enjoy watching um some of our more like conservative politicians, uh, seeing them in drag and saying things that they obviously would never, ever, ever, ever say that <laughs> that's all computer generated. That's all, that's all AI. And as hilarious it is, as it is the idea that like one of my characters might like one of like I could come back and not even not even be involved in, in, in mm -hmm. like, that's insane. The fact that my image could reappear on a, on a screen, small or large near you, um, without me even having a hand in it. I mean, that, that's just, that, that's not right. So. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's weird. Cause Tom Hanks, um, a, a few weeks ago, or maybe longer than that, he was, I think he, he was asked about the question of AI and he said, um, that even then when he's long gone, that he's worried that even then they're going to use his image to make films. And he was saying it, they're never going to be the same because obviously he provides that, that human emotion magic touch and a computer can never program a human touch or anything. And it's still scary and it, it's still relevant to some of the films that were made in the 80s, not even the 80s, maybe even before then, the 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s, all these films that came out all about artificial intelligence. And they're not far off. <laughs> they're not even No, far they're off. not. I mean, when I think about it, there's, yeah, it's the stuff of horror movies, honestly. I mean, I'm waiting to see, like, Tom Cruise battle, like, Tom Cruise, you know what I mean? Like, which one is real? Like, I feel like this is... Yeah, if this movie hasn't been made already, it needs to be. Yeah. Um, or it's it's 
It, yeah, I mean, I much ra- it's it's much more entertaining as a movie as it is uh, actual real life. It's quite frightening in real life when you think about it. Mm. Are you a, so? Are you a massive fan of the horror genre? Then are, are you a huge fan? Would you say? Um, listen, I know huge fans, and they're like a whole nother level. Um, I'm not gonna say I'm not a fan, um, because I am, but I'm more just a a, a fan of good stories, mm. and I I wouldn't say that good stories are necessarily horror in the horror genre or vice versa like all horse all horror genre are not good stories like i've seen some horrible horror movies and i've seen some wonderful ones so i I, i'm reluctant to say that like i just love all horror i don't um but i love a good story and there's been some amazing horror films out there i will say horror fans are among the most um uh well loyal that there are i mean you can see i'm in a room just like covered floorboard to ceiling in fan art um i mean they're by far the most um uh, passionate would you say passionate yes absolutely and creative i mean my goodness like I've never just like I said. I, I I would say if there were ever if there were a genre, I tend to to really um, gear towards it's sketch comedy. Um, like mm. Borat is my favorite movie, just as an example. But um, you know, I've never like sat down to draw Sasha Baron Cohen. Like that wouldn't even occur to me. Um, but you know, I I, I sometimes joke that I like flipped and fell down this horror hole. Um, But it's great. Like, I'm hardly going to bite the hand that feeds me. Like, I I really, they love me and I love them in return. Um, And yeah, like I said, I have, I can rattle off at least 10 fantastic horror films. Um, And then probably another 10 that I, I really didn't like. And it's all because like, you know, they have, Great story, great character, you know, great character, great stories come in all shapes and sizes. Um, and they're, they're not, it's not mutually exclusive to any one genre. So where did you start off then? When did your career start to um, become, come to fruition? Um, I would say, I mean, <laughs> I got my, Screen Actors Guild card uh, on my 15th birthday, living in Denver, Colorado, working on a television show called Father Dowling Mysteries. Um, So, yeah, that I mean, that was that was a big deal because, you know, I had to pay union dues. So I I flunked down some, you know, fifteen hundred dollars or something, which was a lot of money at the time to, you know, be a professional. Um, And that's before I could, you know drink or drive or (laughs) you know most uh, be a professional in any other way um I would say obviously my big break was um probably an American Horror Story but that didn't come till 22 years later that was when I was well I won't I'll let you do the math but um so I mean it's you know yes I had little there were little spikes but uh, I think it wasn't until I was, um, you know, at Paramount getting my head shaved uh, in preparation for for season two Asylum that I was like, you know, I mean, that was definitely like next chap. That was like a next level, which is a hmm. little heartbreaking. You know, I was back at Paramount just last week, you know, at the picket lines. It's like, oh. It, it hurts your heart, you know. I'm like, oh man, this is the place that like made me, you know. And then, and then just this week, I was at Netflix, where you know, I I've got an upcoming project we can't talk about. Um, and and it's and it's you know, it's Netflix. I I, I wish I could, but um, it's the nature you know, of the beast. I, I get it. Say. We we've got to do something to uh to make make the changes that are necessary so mm. i was doing some research and uh the question is what was the groundlings to you and how do you approach uh improvisation 
So obviously it's an improvisation co- uh, and it was a comedy club as well. So how did you get involved in that? And, and tell me more, because uh, obviously um, uh, being based in the UK, I haven't heard of the Grand Lanes. I only did a little bit of research. So please uh, tell us the story. Sure. Um, the Growlings is a th- comedy theater uh, in Los Angeles on Melrose Avenue. It's um, it's kind of a like SNL factory. I don't know if you're familiar with Saturday Night Live, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's a, obviously a very famous television show here. Um, that sketch comedy. Uh, and of course, that's why I mentioned before that if there were a genre that I really gravitated towards, it's that. Um so obviously, when I heard about this place, I thought, well, that's where I need to be. Um, and uh, it's a school. Uh, and then at the top levels of the school, they actually have what they call Sunday Company. And then after that, the Groundlings. Um, so uh, I got I was in the Sunday Company, which means you're basically writing throughout the course of the week. Um, you have one rehearsal on Wednesdays in which they basically like pick their favorite pieces. You have Thursday to rewrite, Friday, Saturday to wig, costume, memorize, block, you know, do whatever you gotta do. And then Sunday, you've got a paid audience. Um, Some of which are occasionally comprised of, you know, Lauren Michaels or whoever may be there. Um, Some of which are, are groundlings who are deciding your fate, whether or not you're up or out. Um, you know, it's, a, it's definitely like, it's a high pressure type of place. Don't get me wrong. Like they need a reality show about, about the ground lease. It will never happen. But, um, it, it, let me tell you, that would be some good television because, um, it's, it's in a way it's like survivor, you know, we're all in this really high pressure situation where we, we need each other to be hilarious because you're only as funny as your, you know, weakest link, but you also don't want your fellow players to be too funny because then they're upstaging you. Um, so it was, I mean, it was a very inspiring time. I would say the friends I made there were some of the just smartest, funniest, most brilliant people I've, I've known. Um, it was also a really unpleasant time. I mean, like I said, this, this, you know, this mental game of, um, you know, uh, uh, how'd that go? Uh oh, she's she's too funny. Uh oh, he's not funny enough. I mean, that kind of thing. That it's it's exhausting. Mm. And and um, I mean, we all know the anxiety of just like watching those reality shows. Imagine like kind of being on the island, and that's mm. that's essentially what it was. <laughs> just looking at your when I was looking at your. Uh, filmography um i've seen loads of tv shows seen loads of films and of of, of course because you were at the groundlings and it was uh to do with the theater and imp- uh, improvisation and comedy was there ever a time uh that you considered going into theater in new york or theater in los angeles um anywhere just to try it out a little bit more and and uh somewhat become fluid with what you can do in your profession? Sure. Um, I did spend a very brief moment uh, um, flirting with New York. Um, you know, I'm from the West. I'm from Denver, which is, you know, this side of the country anyway. So, uh, you know, I think unlike a lot of my um, colleagues, uh, it in Chicago at Northwestern, a lot of them had come from the East Coast. So New York was sort of a obvious next step. Whereas for me, I think Los Angeles was a more obvious next step. Um, Also, you know, it's always 70 degrees and sunny here. Um, Also, your money goes a whole lot further, or at least it did at one time. Um, Also, I, my boyfriend right out of college had moved here so there were just a lot of reasons uh why I went west um and when I realized just how hard this business is it occurred to me that maybe I'd picked the wrong coast and uh that maybe I needed to be doing theater instead um so I I thought about it I went to New York and um 
I mean, I've been many times, but I really kind of look, look, looked at it in a whole new way and realized that I just, I feel like it would have been a, like, it's just a different set of problems. Like, I don't think it was going to solve my problem. <laughs> it was just going to create new ones. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I was going to have to find a way to get my groceries up five flights of stairs. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I was going to have to, like, there was a, just a whole nother level of, like, of problems, really. So um, I kind of stuck it out here in LA. And um, I'm, I'm definitely not sorry. A lot of, I mean, a lot of my uh, thespian friends in New York and, and finally made their way out here. Um, I think realizing some of the things that, you know, I mentioned earlier. Um, that said, I really don't feel like I have to choose. Um, you know, uh, I mean, my show, my new one woman show, American Horror Story, is going to be in New York in January. So, you know, you're saying this like, oh, you had to choose theater over film. No, I can do, I can do both. Like, um, I mean, honestly, I, I prefer theater as far as the work. Like there's something much more fulfilling about taking a character and letting her do that journey from beginning to end through the course of one evening, you know, as opposed to breaking it up and, oh, today we're shooting, you know, um, uh, today we're shooting the divorce. Tomorrow we're shooting the affair. Tomorrow, the next day, like, and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa what, what are we doing? <laughs> like, oh, I cheated on someone. What? You know. So <laughs> I think there is something. Um, you know, film and television is not really an actor's medium so much as writers, you know, um, or directors. Uh, you know, we're kind of just props. Like, oftentimes, you know, it's move your head, you know, it, we're doing the same work that an inanimate job, an inanimate object could do half the time. Whereas on theater, in theater, there's nothing to look at if it's not the actors, you know what mm. I mean? Like, you know, there may be projections or, 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 but for the most part, uh, we're not, you know, with film and television, the, the, the director is, and cinematographer for that matter is able to manipulate what it is that the viewer sees whereas when you go to the theater you're at the mercy of of the actors really because mm. all you see is that stage and so um you know like i said i think i i enjoy the theater as a medium probably even more but i like I can't help it. I like attention mm -hmm. and I want as many eyes on me as possible. And there's only, there's a finite number you can fit in a theater. Whereas, uh, you know, shoot streaming, it's however many subscribers, it's like half the world. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I suppose as well, the discipline is different. I mean, we always, the, the, cause when you got, um, you can have, I mean, from your experience anyway, you can get to have so many chances from takes after takes after takes. But when it comes to this theater, you you could have potentially maybe, you know, six to seven months of rehearsals or maybe a month's rehearsal. And you got to get it right within that same months or so. And then, bam, you're out on the stage. You're in the open world theater. And the discipline right. is completely different. I mean, I hope to one day find out what the discipline is like on TV and film, because I mean, I I'm a huge Tarantino fan and, and it's, it's weird to listen to him and talk about the art of it's like, there's the, this, the pictures is the close-ups is this, this, that. But then when you were mentioning the writer, I always thought of, um, uh, when I, when I hear about the theater, the writer is more bigger than the actor. I don't know why it's, it's maybe because of, because of the plays, or something because every time I when you when people talk about theater they don't talk about like in tv and film they see oh Jessica Lange was brilliant in this particular film oh she was mm -hmm. wonderful it's in the theater is Tennessee Williams is one of the greatest playwrights playwrights ever look at this play look at this person's role look at Arthur Miller's role and you just think freaking hell what's going on there's different worlds altogether well I don't because know if you agree. how many how you know Again, it's a matter of like 
space and, and a finite number of opportunity to see Jessica Lang on stage. You know what I mean? Like we're like, it's easy to turn on, you know, King Kong and see her <laughs> or, or, it, and that's just one of her many, 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 many movies. But um, whereas to, to ha happen to have that golden ticket to see her in street camp streetcar named desire or what you know what i mean like we're yeah yeah um it's i mean that's why you know it's always going to be tennessee williams mm. he's he's the constant you know um and for that matter she's the constant is constant in tootsie you know because mm. if it's not if it's not her in it who is who it, it's no there is there is no tootsie without jessica yeah. you know what i mean mm. Um, just going on to Jessica Lang then, what was it like working with her? Because that must have been that must have been surreal in a sense. Because I mean, Academy Award winning actress, a heavyweight in 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 Hollywood and etc. I mean, I don't know about you, but if I was to walk walk onto the sound set uh, stage, any set, and see her in a presence, I'd be going, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so what was yeah, it like? Yeah, no, she's uh. It's it's one of those things where, you know, it's all a game. It's just like I was talking about at Groundlings. It's a much smaller level, but um, it's so much of it is mental. Like you can really lose yourself if you're like, it's Jessica. Whereas, you know, I had to kind of stop and go, uh -uh, before you fangirl, you know, uh, they hired me too. They hired me the same way they hired her. And mm. I've got a job to do and no one else can do it but me. Um, And so, or rather, I suppose they could recast me, but I don't want that to happen. So I need to do as good Back as possible bitch, job you know? <laughs> as I can be done. So, yeah. um, and I can't possibly do that job and sit here and fangirl about Jessica Lang. You know what I mean? So, I think that's that's the thing that kind of kept me grounded through all that because yeah you're e it's easy to just spiral into like I'm not worthy but it's like no I am worthy actually I was cast in this role because they knew that I could handle it so I need to handle it. <laughs> Did you learn anything from her from uh, Oh my any god, yes. Yeah, I mean she's the every day working with her is like it's like a master class. Um, mm. Yeah, she's, um, I, I don't even know where to begin. She's, <laughs> she's just, she's really like goals, uh, you know, actor goals. Like I, I, the fact that she can make, I mean, she, you can watch her just chew gum. You can watch her read the phone book. She can turn nothing into the most riveting drama, and it's oh, uh, it's a, it's it's a, it's amazing and inspiring to behold. I mean, she really takes her time, and that, that's something that I'm not great at. I tend to just like. And and maybe it's from my own background. Let's face it, I'm not a um, <laughs> Oscar Emmy, you know, winning actor from like from the from over the last thirty years. So thirty. Wait, I'm trying to think, do the math of how long she's been, what she's been um, a legend. Uh, yeah. But the point is, I think you know when you're developmental, I should say. And at this point, I'm I'm past that, but. Let's face it, those when you're green in Hollywood, they're basically casting you just to support the star. So it's, you know, want fries with that, scalpel doctor or whatever, whether you're a nurse or a waitress, you know, um, you're just there to, you know, support the stars. And so I think as one of those people, I've I've been ta taught to kind of like push through because it's it's about them and and so I, I haven't always had opportunity to really you know m masticate my uh uh dialogue this the way she does 
And um, I mean, it's a thing to behold. I, um, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, Pepper, which of course I'm not supposed to talk about, but um, you know, that was a good example of a role that they, in, um, you know, they endowed on a sort of a, a, a smaller, um, you know, developmental actor for lack of a, a better word. Um, and yet they, you know, they gave me a, a fair amount of screen time given, given, um, which was, I, I'm very appreciative of. I mean, I have a career for it. So, um, but anyway, I do hope that, you know, as my career advances, that I will have more opportunities like that because, I mean, she's really, um, she's the master. She shows you how it's done. Mm. That, now that was my fiance's uh, question done now. Now this is uh, my one because I'm, uh, I, this actor I'm going to mention is obviously James Cromwell and how tall is he actually? <laughs> well, he's very tall and I'm very yeah. short. So <laughs> you don't use feet there, do you? Feet in in terms of, oh like, yeah, we use feet. Yeah, feet? we use feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do? We use, yeah. Oh, um, okay. I get confused. I feel, you know, I know you use stones yeah. and not pounds or you use pounds for, to pay, but <laughs> not to, to pay. weigh. <laughs> pounds yeah, to yeah, pay, yeah. but not to weigh. Right. That's, yeah, um, yeah. No, uh, he is, I would say in feet, he's probably six, five. Um, and I, yeah. I like to joke that I'm five feet of fun. I'm probably more like five, one, but five feet of fun trips off the tongue yeah. a little better. So, um, but yeah, I mean, those scenes with him, I mean, I'm like, <laughs> he's really, I mean, he's, he's very tall and you know, yeah. that's a thing in Hollywood. We joke about, you know, Tom Cruise and all these actors who are so short, but um, a lot of actors are much shorter than you would ever imagine. Mm. And, and it, you know, it's, yeah. It's good Go for me and that like yeah. I can kind of be paired with any leading man because, um, you know, I'm not going to make anyone not look macho, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but occasionally I have worked. Um, I've worked where they put me on a, a you know, a, what do you call it? Apple box uh, yeah. because and this is not even just with men, with women as well. I've, I've, I've worked with like women who are a full foot taller than me and it just looks ridiculous especially if i'm trying to intimidate them and they're towering over me um so it's it's funny in hollywood I, and then but then sometimes i've been cast just for my height in fact sometimes i wonder if uh this little lady didn't wasn't that um because when i did audition it was me and like a, a, a like a sea of little people so I, it does make you wonder if maybe, you know, sometimes it helps you, sometimes it hurts. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, every now and then I'll get that commercial call where it's like exceptionally small woman with an insanely tall man. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, yep. I know why I got this one. <laughs> Are you looking for the perfect bracelet for a loved one? Would your man be interested in a personalized keyring from his children? Are you looking for the best priced jewelry, whether it be a necklace, ring, earrings, bangle, or even more? Look no further than Crafted Arts. Crafted Arts is a local business based in Barry within the Vale of Morgan, and they have a range of all the perfect items you need. If it's for the perfect gift for an anniversary, or maybe it's for someone's birthday, maybe something for Christmas, or you wanted to give someone that perfect gift that will last a long time, Crafted Arts, it's the business for you. If you want to know more or see what they have in stock, then you can visit them locally at 29 High Street, Barry, Villag Morgan, CF627EB. Or you can go onto their website at www.craftedarts.co.uk. You can even email them at info at craftedarts.co.uk or maybe just give them a call at 077-89-94248. Trust me, it's worth it for the perfect gift. The best thing about Creative Space is that we don't just want to encourage people in being creative in TV, film or even theatre. We also want you to be creative in a variety of other things as well. So do you want to have experience in making jewellery? Do you want to pick up a hobby but 
do not know what to take or where to start, then look no further than the Veil Jewelry Workshops. Veil Jewelry Workshops provides the best experience in teaching you how to make the best sterling silver jewelry. They will help you make a range of silverware including rings, bracelets and many more pieces. You will learn the basic silversmith skills such as soldering, texturing, shaping and lots more. Not only do the workshops provide the experience for adults, it also provides the best experience and fun for children as well. So if you want to learn on how to make sterling silver jewelry and if you're very interested, go onto their website at www.veildewerryworkshops.co.uk or get in touch with them via email at info at veildewerryworkshops.co.uk or even phone them at 07789794248. Just, just going back on there, James Cromwell. Then was he was he a, a pleasure to work with on the set? Because obviously, you get that cliche in in um, films, theatre. The one who always plays the villain is always the nicest person to be around off off set. Yeah, um, he really is the nicest too. Uh, I mean, it it was sort of a, funny to me that he was not. He won the Emmy for most supporting most best supporting actor that season and yet he was the most supportive um i remember at one point when we were shooting all that he actually said <clears throat> you know if you turn your head on this line i can't remember what exactly it was mm. but he was basically giving me a tip which not only helped me but was meant taking camera time away from him. So, uh, I mean, I, I was very thankful, but um, a more selfish actor would never have revealed such a, a little, you know, tidbit. They keep mm. it to themselves and, and, and keep the camera time. Um, by giving me that little, you know, intel, it meant, you know, screwing himself out of, uh, of the shot. But, um, I mean arguably it made for a you know better storytelling as far as you know the the cinematographer was um concerned and obviously it was it it behooved me um but again that's what i mean by most supportive like most people just wouldn't even they just shut up about stuff like that oh so yeah. i'm he's he's really i mean he's such a great guy and you know he's very active in animal rights um, you know, he's vegan, all that. He's, uh, 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 I mean, his story is so inspiring. You know, he's like, Babe was one of his first gigs and he was, I didn't even know how old. I, I, I Yeah. And that was his you, first you, and only nomination as well for Babe. Yeah. Which I did, which I did. No one think when you think of that film, you just think, no, that can't be up for Oscars. And it was, and you get the nomination, but that was the first film I ever saw him in. And then it just, I think it was one of the first films he was ever in. Like, I don't, yeah. I mean, I apologize. You sort of broadsided me with that questions about him because I, he's not, I haven't done my research lately, but yeah. yeah, if I recall, I mean, he was definitely like a late bloomer as far as I, I think I want to say he had a whole nother life, a whole different career um, independent of Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because we're the, um, it's like he played um, Prince Philip as well, the Duke of Edinburgh in in uh, the Queen, and I'm just and the way he performed, and I'm thinking I thought he was a British actor at one point because it's so convincing, and I was like, you must be. And when they found out I was American, it's like, but then again, it just goes to show if you're that good, um, if you can do that, you're that good of an actor. Then by all means, cast him as many more in in the future and everything, because um, I highly rate him. That's why I had to ask him because I really highly rate. And I think he's very underrated as well. Very underrated. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. In my, in my opinion, yeah. In a while. And, you yeah. know, I never know who, why is that? But, um, yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and that's impressive because, you know, I owe, every now and then I'll speak to a Brit and, um, and, and embarrass myself with my horrible, horrible British accent, which, I think sounds totally authentic, but then they're like, you sound ridiculous. <laughs> I think there's a, a um, this idea with Americans that as long as we sound posh, it's British, but it's there. It's different. You know, yeah. 
Like I'll ask you. I'll ask you this then. Yeah. Are the queen? You know. Yeah, yeah. I'll ask you this then. If you're listening to me now, what kind of accent would you say this is then? Well, no, I mean, well, first of all, you've already outed yourself as being yeah. at least in Wales. Yeah. I'm going to assume you are from Wales. Yes. A, so a, a very proud Welshman in, okay, in retrospect. So see, there you go. <laughs> Plus, um, Wales is one of the, well, that's not fair. I've never been to Ireland and I've never been to Wales, but yeah. I've been to England. I've been to Scotland. Is there anything more to the UK? Northern Ireland. Um, the, Northern a, Ireland. Okay. Well, yeah. I counted that as Ireland, which that's a whole other question that <laughs> I probably shouldn't do. That's yeah. But, 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 <laughs> All the, You're gonna edit uh, that for me. Yeah, yeah, I'll edit that for you. It's so hey, I don't get like happen. canceled in Northern Ireland. I guess no. I just meant like. Trust me. I mean, don't get me wrong. From the my Irish yeah. Isle, all right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm only half versed in uh, all, what is uh you know britain um yeah. and therefore uh yeah your accent sounds like one i've never heard before i mean <laughs> i've heard it before i've just not been there yeah no, that's it's, not it's an fine. accent i've gone outside and heard everyone sound like does that yeah. make sense no yeah anyway, that's 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 absolutely like when fine. i hear someone from london or even manchester or edinburgh I immediately it takes me back. I I'm like, oh, I can I I remember mm. being at the whatever you, you know you name it. Oh yeah. Um, whereas your your accent is not. Um, wait, it's taking me. Uh, what was that movie? I guess we're not supposed to talk about movies now either. Um, mm. uh, the the um, Banshees of Inisherin. Oh yeah yeah. Wasn't that Welsh? Nope, it was Irish. Oh, Irish! Damn them! Yes. <laughs> I gotta say though, the Irish really—they have some. Now those are some great dramatists. Mm. Um, I remember being in Edinburgh doing one of my one-woman shows for the festival there, and um, the Druids. I want to say was a, this very famous Irish uh, company that was doing some of the most avant-garde, brilliant theater. Um, and so, yes, it, it, it goes to show that the the, the Banshees would be from there. Um, I'm yeah. sorry it's not from Wales, but uh, they also sounded kind of funny to me. Maybe that's yeah. why I'm... <laughs> <laughs> when, whenever I have, I mean, I've only been to America once and I've been to Florida and this is going back a, a good few years ago. And um, I was only there for two weeks and... I remember speaking with, now don't get me wrong, um, I look back now and maybe I shouldn't have reacted the way I should have, but it's always the comparisons. The the only pet peeve that not all Welsh, but some Welsh do have towards the English is when they're compared to, when Welsh people are compared to the English. It's it's, it's like a, oh, do not do not compare me. I don't know if it's the same with, because um, I've spoken to one Canadian who said, don't call me uh, American, I'm Canadian. And it's like, oh, it's the pet peeve. But I was in Florida and um, and uh, someone said, uh, oh my God, I, I love your accent. Where are you from? And I just went, oh, I'm from Wales. And he went, oh, Wales, is that is that in England? And I just went, yet. Uh, and I started speaking Welsh. <laughs> I went, I was like, oh, and, uh, and I just went, and I only, because I was learning Welsh, so I just blurted it out. And <laughs> I shouldn't have said it, but it's just, but then I've spoken to other Americans while I was there. And whenever you talk about Wales, um, they always say, oh, yeah, um, Michael Sheen or uh, Yuan Griffith or Richard Burton or Dylan Thomas and uh, Shirley Bassey, Catherine Zeta-Jones. And I was like, thank God someone's selling Wales to uh, for us. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't mean to. Uh... It's true. Americans can be very, very um, ignorant. You know, mm. so but that that goes. It's part and that parcel in all cultures. Yeah, in all you know, there's we're, we're, idiots we're everywhere. Well. Yeah, there are probably more in Florida. Than... <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we have a we have like a little game here, like uh, Florida or fiction, where you you know you hear this like sensational news story, and you have to decide if it happened in Florida or if it was just made up, and. 
invariably the most insane happened in Florida <laughs> for whatever reason. It's a thing. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> It could have been the same for us in the UK. We've heard, to, oh, did this happen in Wales or that happened in England? This happened in Scotland and this happened in uh, Ireland. Right. And yeah, we're, we're the same as well. There, there are some ignorance because um, it's it's like um, we we funny enough. I mean, when I work, um, we get a lot of Americans coming into a, the shop when they're um, they're on vacation or on holiday, and they, in all fairness to them, they're it's it's sometimes you feel bad because sometimes there's a lot of Americans who want to learn other cultures. And sometimes when a mistake happens where the, not like misinformation or anything like that, but when they just get it wrong accidentally and then some people's uh, reactions go, no, it's not like that. It's not, it's like, come on, you, you're not helping yourself by reacting that way. Just help, help a guy out or help a gal out, you know, because right. Yeah, it's because at the end of the day, you know, they're going to go back, the family or the two, and it's going to go back to America and go, oh, you know, I've, I've experienced something there. So, come it's on. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I feel, um, you know, I was, I mean, I was an exchange student in high school in Argentina, and I, I really did feel it's sort of like responsibility. Like, oh, if they're only meeting one American, well, then I need to, like, be my best self, you know, show, show represent you know, properly. Yeah. And I, I feel that way too. And when I go to comic cons, I'm like, in some cases, I'm like the first famous person someone's ever met. So I need to like, be nice. And you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, well, because last yeah. thing I want is them to walk, you know, go home and t bad mouth. And, and, and then all of a sudden, like, all celebrities are, are, no, I mean that it's it's important. Yeah, it's important because yeah, yeah. to... uh, I I think um, when you mention Argentina, there is uh, down south, further south in Argentina in Patagonia, there is a Welsh community. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, a proper Welsh community, and uh, and we there's there's a lot of pride in that, and I've always been meaning to go to Patagonia to have a look at the Welsh communities because I'm actually currently writing a project which hopefully will one day be something. That is like a, a Western in South Argentina. <laughs> oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you're definitely aware of that when you're there. Like you, when you open the phone book, it's like the names are Spanish, Italian, Welsh, Jewish, yeah. like all these like definitely like ethnic names. Um, and then, you know, and occasionally some, uh, you know, the more standard, uh, I mean, the names that you'll find in, in the rest of, you know, South America, but Argentina, you'll, you'll find there's definitely like an inordinate amount of, you know, other European, um, you know, ancestry. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really, it's an interesting place. I love it. Highly recommend it. You know, now that I think about it, when I did like, um, uh, my 23 and me or whatever it was when I spat into a tube I remember it coming back with like a percentage Welsh mm. oh. so even I'm a little Lenses. bit Welsh yeah oh, there we go you gotta look that up now gotta look that up yeah, now. yeah. Gotta... <laughs> I mean uh I, I want to say it was my mom's uh my mom's mother's side was d definitely very English like um you know northern European um Swedish, Norwegian, Welsh, English. Mm. Uh and then um I want to say my dad's side was more like Lithuanian and um Jewish and German and I mean I'm definitely like thoroughbred European. There's mm. no um I mean I'm a mutt as all as they come, but um it's all it's all very, you know eurocentric i was almost surprised that i didn't have like some argentinian in me because i was like <laughs> but i'm argentinian at heart anyway um there's Any one person yeah there's one person i'm going to mention and i want to know about your opinion of him in terms of maybe as an auteur or maybe where will he will stand in in the test of cinema and t television that's obviously going to be ryan murphy i mean the guy has the the guy is uh, no disrespect to it. The guy's a freak when it comes to 
developing projects on the go. It's like every time I turn on the television and I see created by Ryan Murphy, created by Ryan Murphy, executive producer by Ryan Murphy, I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, can he, does this guy sleep? <laughs> no, I know. It's amazing. And especially when you like get right down to it, they have a very, it's a small office. Like they've got only so many people working for them. Um, like it's amazing when you like how many, like just how much, how prolific, like you said, there they are. Um, it's, I mean, he's really, he's a, he's a genius, obviously. And then he surrounds himself with other geniuses who are able to channel his vision perfectly. And I think that's, to me, that's his, um, that's the special sauce. You know, when he um, when he has his own vision so um, clear and and others do, too. And yet and he trusts those people because they are brilliant under themselves uh, to to nail his vision. It's um, and, and they get it right every time. It's 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 incredible. There's not a dud, you know, there's, you don't see a, oh, well, you no, they're always awesome. Yeah. And with, with Ryan, uh, Ryan Murphy, what was it like to just be around him? You know, cause every time I see someone who's, um, I'll, I'll just say, for example, um, Robert England, cause I met Robert England when he came to Cardiff, uh, to do a Comic-Con and just being in the presence of Freddy freaking Kruger was just enough for me. And uh, I took my little sister, but at the time she was, um, what was she, about 11 or 12. <laughs> she was 11 or 12 years old. And uh, I was like, this is Freddy Krueger. And she was like, what? <laughs> what is going on here? And then you could tell just looking in the man's eyes that he's been there, he's done that. There's there's magic in the eyes. So what was it like with Ryan Murphy as the, the filmmaker, the content creator, the director, the producer, the writer? what's it like just to be around him? I mean, again, I've already kind of mentioned that I'm not one to fangirl. Like I've got a job mm. to do. I don't have time to be sitting there going, Oh, I'm among greatness. Like I am, but at the same time, like they're calling action any second now. So I, I, my can't, I can't be bothered with that. You know, I got to put Naomi, aside and concentrate on you know who I am today so um which is not Naomi so um no but I mean anytime you're around I mean he's so brilliant like it's it's inspiring always I mean just like Jessica it's like it's a master class mm. every day couple of last questions for you then uh Naomi and thank you again for taking the time to speak to me on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um, now, this one here is, I should have asked at the very beginning, and it's when, where you are today, you know, through hard work, determination, etc. If someone comes up to you and says, uh, Naomi, I want to be an actress, or Naomi, I want to be an actor, right? What is the... Um, what is the advice that you give to that someone? You may have, have have this question all the time, but what is the advice you give? Okay, sorry. You did break up for just a moment there. Uh, is the advice you're just talking about just anybody or is this an aspiring actor or? Yeah, as aspiring actor or actress. Okay, got it. Um, well, uh, I would definitely say I would... I would want to find out whether they love it and what it is that they love, because if they're seduced by this idea of being famous or that, that's, that's not the work. Like they need to love the actual work. Hmm. Um, Cause you know, getting famous isn't guaranteed. <laughs> um, and if for that matter, if all you want to do is get famous, there's a, million other ways that are much easier um so i would i mean at the end of the day you're going to be you want to enjoy what you're doing and so uh, and 
really look deep inside. Why are you doing it? And if it's that I love inhabiting other characters and I love taking on like, you know, like taking on others, you know, uh, personalities and, and, and walks and talks and, 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 and living through others or, you know, that, now that's a reason, you know, or Mm. I love, um, I mean, I could go on and on all the reasons why you might love this job as long as it's the job, you know what I mean? As long as it's the actual work and not, Oh, well, I want to be on sides of buses. Well, you get hit by a bus and be on the side of a bus. Like it's not like <laughs> make sure that you're you you love it, like the yeah. work, because that's what you're gonna be spending your time doing. And mm. if you don't love that, well then spend your time doing what you do love. Um, you know, I often tell people like not to have a plan B, because if you do have a plan B, you're already setting yourself up for for not succeeding at plan A. And and like in my case, I didn't even have a plan B because there was literally nothing else I wanted more. And I think that's really important. Like if there's something else you could envision yourself doing, then you should be doing that. Because this job is not, it's it's not particularly, um, I mean, it's not very forgiving, quite honestly. I mean, I just... This weekend, I was counseling a friend who was saying, oh, my daughter, you know, she's really cute. She's sort of ethnically ambiguous, which is very hot in Hollywood right now. We could put her in some commercials, get, you know, pay for college. And I just think that's a really slippery slope. I was like, well, but does she want it? Like, does she like, like, don't just make money off your daughter. Like, yeah. if she's begging, you know, if you put her in some, you know, uh, creative dramatics class and she just loves it and she's bit by the bug and there's just no no coming back from it like I was, well, then, yes, as a parent, you sort of, it's your job to sort of support your kid and whatever it is that they hmm. they they want. And so, yeah, I didn't give my, I didn't give my parents a choice. This is it. And that was, it was over. They, I mean, they're artists themselves. So I think they understood. I think they could acknowledge when it, when a child is so, you know, hell or high water, hell bent on, you know, doing this thing. And, and, and I did it. Um, But if, if the child is in the least bit wishy-washy, well then, for the love of God, like, honestly, do anything else. <laughs> I'm <laughs> you know, sorry to be so like doom and gloom, but I just think no, people I, get I, into this so naively. They think they think it's all it's not easy. Like, it's hard. It's really, yeah. really hard. And especially now, like with this strike. I mean, God, they're going to be I hate to be so, you know, Debbie Downer, but they're going to be greenlighting a fraction of the projects that they did prior and we're all going to be desperate out of work vying for those same very few roles and jobs and it's it's not going to be pretty so Mm. all the more reason if you do have a choice save yourself (laughs) i was um it was funny because when i was um when i was 13 years old and i think i've said this uh, story before i can't remember which episode it was but um I remember my uh, my grandfather, uh, who's still around, uh, my grandfather, who was a, a father figure to me, and he is nowhere in near shape or form a very, uh, uh, like, a, he hasn't got, like, a an artistic bone in his body, right? He is a working man. He has uh, worked since he left school, but he knows what I want, and he knows what the pursuit is, and he knows what's best in the right tongues. I know a lot of people say, I know what's best for my son, or daughter or whatever but he knows you know he, he gets it if you know what I mean and I remember mm-hmm. just going for a part in a in a small musical in a in a junior kids production called Dracula Spectacular and I got this part called Father of Steak and um it was I was the only 
person to actually go for the part only because I, the only reason I went for it is because I get to kill Dracula Van Helsing style. I was like, yeah. And, uh, but three days after I got it, I got very nervous and, and petrified because the thought of going on stage just made me sick to my stomach and everything. And even before all this had happened, you know, I was doing things like playing rugby or, uh, doing kickboxing and everything and every time i did these things i just give up it's like oh and they wouldn't even last a few months so i remember saying to my, my grandfather uh, i went oh i i don't know i don't know if i could do this i don't know if i could do this and as much as it sounds harsh you got to understand from his perspective that he's seen his grandkid uh, grandson his eldest grandkid you know backing out of things and it's like well what's he going to do in the future if he's going to do that so he just turned around and went, and excuse my language, don't you fucking dare. I was like, don't you fucking dare do that. You're going to get through this, even if I have to drag you on stage myself. In, and he went, you went, you're going to do this. You're going to enjoy it. I know you've got it. You will got it. It's just you're scared. I can. I went, I will never understand it, but you're scared. You will get through it. He went, I promise you that. And... He was just like that. But ever since then, I've not looked back. And at this moment, um, from the moment we're recording, I've got a play that is published into a script book. I've done a lot, a couple of credits on my own. I produce theatre shows of my own on stage in small and medium size. And it's all because of my grandfather saying, get up and do it because I know you can do it. So Right. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Steve, oh, he's he... doing the opposite. I was like, don't if you have in the least least bit of trepidation run the other direction but i mean that's i'm so glad that's worked out for you yeah, i think thank you in in my but see now you've got the bug and now you're like i mean you sounds like you're so glad that you did mm. um but i you know there's pride is a it's a crazy thing and i think uh you know, uh, sometimes we, we, we do things because we feel like we have to, like, oh, grandpa pushed me. And, and I, I think it is important to listen to yourself and to thine own self be true. And, and if, if it does, if you lose the love, you know, mm. if you stopped, uh, uh, if you, if you, um, yeah, if you lose the love, well, then I think it's important to, to be okay with walking away, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's so it's, because, it's like good I said, I was not okay with it. Like when I when I um right around that time when I went to New York and sort of was like looking at New York, like maybe maybe that's where I'm meant to be. Like it occurred to me, I was like, well, what if I'm not supposed to be any of these places? What if I'm not even supposed to be on stage? What if I'm not don't belong in front of the camera? And that was such a scary thing for me. And because because pride, like I just wasn't willing to even face, uh, you know, even return home to, you know, all those kids in high school that just assumed I'd gone on to be, you know, a thespian because that's all I ever talked about. Um, to to go back with my tail between my legs saying, oh, yeah, I'm a real estate agent or whatever. It, mm. That that was not going to that that was like failure to me. And I couldn't I, even though, like, let's face it, as if my high school cares, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, who cares? At, at the end of the day, you have to be happy. And so um, the same reason I when I say my you know, I really didn't give my parents any choice. Uh, I didn't. I, um, you know, I, I, it's all I wanted and it's therefore all I've done. And I'm, um, you know, I, 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 I wouldn't have, I can't say like in retrospect, I would have done it any other way because it never even occurred to me to, no. to do it any other way. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I, but I am a really big proponent in sort of like, to thine self be true. It sounds like you're living your truth. This is you know, this is your best life and, um, and live it. Yeah. And it's, it's also funny as well, because I got, a my one man play happening next week, uh, which will be happening because by the time this is released, it will be gone by then. But, um, but it's good because uh, the same grandfather just built me a set for the play. Um, 
you know, with the, obviously I helped him, obviously he's 74 years old, but he still went out in the garage um, and still built me these frames and this wall and the levels and everything because he believes in me, you know? And I think that's another thing as well. If you've got people that, especially family members that believe in you, in you, then for, for, you know, by all, uh, it's not, I know it's, it's like a cliche. It's like, yeah, there's people who believe in you, but you got to believe in yourself, you know, which I yes, do. Absolutely. Yeah. Which I do. I always believe uh, that I'm going to get there come hella high water. Right. But it's always great to have your role models and heroes go, come on, I'll help you get there. Come on. Come, yeah, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of the house. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Last question then. And I always ask this question to all my guests. Um, how do you look back on your career? so far oh i think i've just begun really yeah i mean i want to believe that i'm like gonna be a betty white or something you know they're gonna like gurney me out off the set into the graveyard like i'm not i'm never gonna quit like i'm never gonna retire like when i when i <laughs> I know I've, I've seen like financial planners and they ask about retirement and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I'm never going to do that. Like, I, yeah. I don't I, like, I don't work enough as it is like between the strike and the fact that actors, you know, let's face it. We work, I work 70 hours a week and only actually, you know, clock in maybe a few days a week, a year. You know, so no, I'm going to work until I can't possibly. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So that's why when you think about it in terms of like the, the long range scheme, I've just just begun. Are you looking for the perfect bracelet for a loved one? Would your man be interested in a personalized keyring from his children? Are you looking for the best priced jewelry, whether it be a necklace, ring, earrings, bangle, or even more? Look no further than Crafted Arts. Crafted Arts is a local business based in Barry within the Vale of Morgan, and they have a range of all the perfect items you need. If it's for the perfect gift for an anniversary, or maybe it's for someone's birthday, maybe something for Christmas, or you wanted to give someone that perfect gift that will last a long time, Crafted Arts is the business for you. If you want to know more or see what they have in stock, then you can visit them locally at 29 High Street, Barry, Villag Morgan, CF627EB. Or you can go onto their website at www.craftedarts.co.uk. You can even email them at info at craftedarts.co.uk or maybe just give them a call at 077-89-94248. Trust me, it's worth it for the perfect gift. The best thing about Creative Space is that we don't just want to encourage people in being creative in TV, film, or even theater. We also want you to be creative in a variety of other things as well. So do you want to have experience in making jewelry? Do you want to pick up a hobby, but do not know what to take or where to start, then look no further than the Veil Jewelry Workshops. Veil Jewelry Workshops provides the best experience in teaching you how to make the best sterling silver jewelry. They will help you make a range of silverware, including rings, bracelets, and many more pieces. You will learn the basic silversmith skills, such as soldering, texturing, shaping, and lots more. Not only do the workshops provide the experience for adults, it also provides the best experience and fun for children as well. So if you want to learn on how to make sterling silver jewelry, and if you're very interested, go onto their website at www.veildewelryworkshops.co.uk or get in touch with them via email at info at veildewelryworkshops.co.uk or even phone them at 07789 794248.